From the creators of Relevant Magazine, this is The Relevant Podcast. It's Friday, March 8th, 2019, and it's The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and just FYI, it's one week till my birthday. Here with me in our Orlando <laughs> studios is on the ones and twos, our illustrious engineer, my brother, Chandler Stern. Hello. Uh, on the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. Uh, from Nashville, Tennessee, our senior editor, Tyler Huckabee. Good morning. And just down the street. <laughs> wow. wow, that was a new one. Just down the street, Special. author, speaker, podcaster, cowgirl extraordinaire, Annie F. Downs. Good morning, gents. Happy Friday. We have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, David Curry, who's the president and CEO of Open Doors USA, joins us. He's here to talk to us about an unprecedented crackdown that's happening right now on the church in China that's actually really affecting young Christians, uh, people uh, your age. And uh, it's really fascinating and heartbreaking to hear what's happening in China. He's going to come on later and tell us what's going on. But before we move the show along, I want to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by our partners at World Vision and their upcoming initiative, the Global 6K for Water. Hey, can uh, I say Vision- something before you get into details, Cameron? Oh, yes. boy. There is a reason why my neighbors every morning this week have heard me screaming at full blast at 5 a.m. running from the house at full sprint. It's called training. <laughs> it's called training. That's night, terrible. Night terrors. Full sprint. Yeah. It's early night morning terrors, night terrors. But it's also, I've leveraged my night terrors into training. <laughs> world Vision's Global 6K for Water is a one-day event where people from all over the world walk and run 6K in their own neighborhoods to bring lasting clean water to children in need. Every step you take is one they won't have to. Now, why 6K and not a 5K, you may ask, Jesse? Well, one, it's 1K better. Well, Jesse, <laughs> 6K is the average distance women and kids in the uh, developing world have to walk for clean water. Uh, when you walk or run World Vision's Global 6K for Water, you provide life-changing clean water to one person in need through your registration fee. So no matter where you walk or run, you'll be celebrating lives changed. How cool is that? Uh, the event takes place May 4th. May 4th. So you got a couple months. And I just want you to know, our whole team is running it. Mm-hmm. And we'd love for you to run with Wait, sorry. us. sorry. Our whole team? Everybody. Relevance right. paid staff is all participating. Annie, you're optional. You can yeah. opt in if you want to. And we would love for you to join <laughs> I us. I mean, I'm paid to be here, too. I have oh, that's already, true. That's true. Hey, listen, I have already begun training because I, when I do things, I'm in it to win it. I'm not only setting out to beat everyone on our staff, you know, by a wide margin, but anyone right. who joins Team Relevant, I plan on beating. I have started my Wait, training. Wait, what day? Say the day again. It's May 4th. Okay, so listen, but this is, this is May a real the 4th thing. Be with you, you can run uh-huh. or walk with us, whether you're here in Orlando, where we're going to do a local race, or across the country. You can join Team Relevant by visiting worldvision6k.org slash relevant. Go do it. Join Team Relevant. We'll raise some money. 
We're going to help people uh, get clean water around the globe. It's going to be a good day. And you can, I, 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 my personal ask is if you're very, very fast, join Team Relevant so Jesse's ego can be kept in check. Now, listen, if you want a chance to, to show what you got, and I was, let me say this this is why people should be nervous because the two injuries I incurred several weeks ago, because I did have a head start knowing about this when I yeah. started my training at Full Blitz, which involved me pushing a large wheelbarrow full of rocks uphill before chopping a tree down (laughs) the hamstring is about 80 percent and the lower back's about 30 so i will be full speed training once again in mere weeks granted with a back and neck brace but still bring it people and in mere weeks it'll be time for the race (laughs) i do have a question about like about because we're all none of us are there in orlando Right. So are we are we get are we important enough to this endeavor that that we're going to like do I need to start training? Yes. Do I need to make 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 running to Orlando part of my training so, regimen? So two things. One, you can join the listeners can join Team Relevant and then run wherever they are. You don't have to have like streets blocked off or whatever. You can just run on the sidewalk. I mean, you can. You can block the streets off if you want yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, I, I will say this. I do I got a traffic cone guy. And if you yeah. need yeah. some, just DM me and he's got uh <laughs> but, get you deal. But Wherever you are, you can join Team Relevant. We'll give you everything you need to, you know, plot out the 6K uh, route in your area. And then you and some friends can just do it. Or you and your church can do it. You can all join Team Relevant. Or if you're ambitious, literally you can come down here to Orlando and run with us. And yes, Tyler, we will bring you, we will bring you down to Florida. And we you don't can, need to, you don't need to bring me. I will run. That's going to be, that's going to be my warm up. <laughs> you're gonna, it's just going to get the blood flowing. You're going to force gump this thing and you're going, <laughs> you're going yeah, to yeah, yeah, run. Just run all the way down there. I'll see you there. May 4th. Got it. Sounds terrible. We need to wrap up because I need to get going. Listen, Tyler's <laughs> the type of guy who starts off full sprint about three K's in. He's off on the side of the road, you know, stretching out the hammies. I'm the type where I go full sprint too. But there is no stopping. I will let my legs explode before I stop that six day. You I'm the guy. Me. I'm the guy who starts at a medium jog, about a mile in, take a little break, and then go back to medium jog, <laughs> slower, slower down again. You hey, know. Here's the other thing too. I don't want to be beat. I go Mario Kart on these things. I'm flinging banana peels. I have little oil slicks, <laughs> throwing portobello mushrooms at people. It's don't come near me. Portobellos. Portobello's, you're rich. Wow. It must be rich to just throw around portobello's. Wow. You've been hit in the face with a portobello mushroom by running. No, my friends aren't that rich. We don't just by, throw around those by fancy running, things. I, I frisbee them right at you while running, you know, a hefty pace. So it's it's, <laughs> it's like it's like getting uh, like a limp hand just slapping you across the face. That's what it feels I, like uh, to have a portobello gross. frisbee at you. Now, I, I hate running. And so if you listeners also hate running, but want to be part of this and participate and raise some money for clean water for, uh, uh, you know, kind countries around the world. Uh, you can walk. You can walk too. It, it, it's not a... It's, in Jesse's world, it's a race. And the rest... For the rest of us, it's a, it's a participation trophy. We just just get out there, have a good time, <laughs> and join us. It depends on how much you care about the cause, I think. It depends yeah. on how oh. much... Really, if it matters a lot to you, then you, you'll really listen, give, it, if, give it your all. If, if you get your self-worth like I do, which is making other people feel worse about themselves, then you will do uh-huh. what I'm doing, which is racing <laughs> by thro- and throwing things at people, by throwing stuff at people. <laughs> All right. Well, the, that's it. Go sign up for Team Relevant at worldvision6k.org slash relevant. There you go. Join us. It'll be a lot of fun. All right. We're moving the show along. Uh, as you know, we've been workshopping our new segment, The Hot List. Mm-hmm. And every week, 
we've had a new jingle. We're four in. We want to round it out with a nice saucy fifth one. Yeah. And then next week, we're going to, you're so talented. We're going to, we're going to pick the perma <laughs> jingle, the permanent hot list jingle. So for our fifth installment of the hot list jingle, here it is. It's the hot list. Can people vote? Can people vote on which one they yeah, like the we'll, most? We'll set up a voting mechanism after next week's Friday show. Yeah. Chandler, I'm disappointed that none of them have just been ACDC saying, for those about to rock, we salute you. Boom, hot list. Like that was mine. And I sent it to Chandler and he immediately dis- discarded it. And so I will be smoking him in the sixth game, mocking him. <laughs> uh yeah so there you go that's Growing a good one i like one. mushrooms at your face chandler i think i think next week's hot list when we when we wrap it all up i think next week's hot list is just each of the each of the jingles we just intro them we talk <laughs> yeah, about them we give some context, coming in at number five this yeah, yeah, jingle. Yeah, yeah, I love Coming that. Number four, the one, the one from news. three it's weeks ago. News, There's not a lot going on. We'll just, we'll just talk about music. Here, listen, yeah. it's, you know, we're how many years in? That's it. We've covered it. The intersection of faith and culture. We've literally covered everything. Now we're just playing funny jingles we made. That's the podcast. From here. And number four, the one from two weeks ago. <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay. Uh, coming in number five. Yet another controversial comic book about Jesus is in the works. The other one got scrapped. So fill in the void. Here's another one. It's a new series from Image Comics called Jesus Freak. Uh, it's based on a cruise that goes wrong. No. Um, the announcement comes after DC Comics canceled a series called Second Coming, also about Jesus. And while Second Coming seemed like it was at least interested in exploring how Jesus might fare in the modern world, Jesus Freak is remaking the Son of God at a much more conceptual level, turning Jesus of Nazareth into a barbarian warrior type. Let, let me stop Figure. you there. What could go wrong? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. The artist behind the series explained Jesus Freak is less inspired by any strict religious traditions, no kin, and is instead more concerned with exploring the unique tension that exists between depicting a mythical figure and a historical figure, a tension that's compounded when, for many, they're considered the same person. It's a chance to indulge in a specific style of hard pulp storytelling that we think perfectly fits this material. That's what I think about when I think about the gospel. Hard pulp. <laughs> <laughs> like many edgy comics, uh, the series is violent, uh, but the author says it's uh, meant as a metaphor for ideological conflicts Jesus faced. He said, quote, the, the so-called historical Jesus certainly would have lived a life of conflict, preaching certain beliefs at a time when doing so would have gotten you killed. The fact that Jesus Freak presents that character's journey in such an obvious genre setting meant showing a level of violence that we felt was true to both the genre and the character. Here's an example. When Jesus says, listen, it is better for a man to remove his own eye than to continue sending. Then he actually reaches and just, you know, gouges someone's eyes out. It's crazy. It is just, you know, real (laughs) hard pulp. It's it's like Reservoir Dogs. It's where Reservoir Dogs meets the 12 Disciples. 
Um, <laughs> oh my Jesus gosh. Freak will officially release on March 20th. So coming up. Knock on wood. Uh, unless, unless Christians get it canceled first, which is what they did on the last one. But hey, no, if it's coming out March 20th, they're already printing these suckers. I mean, you know what I'm saying? They, that print bill is going to come due. They're releasing it either way. That's what, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. what I think. It doesn't matter how many. I kind of wonder Christians. if, I kind of wonder if the same people who are like, that, like, who got mad about that first one, like a, a kind of like comedy style Jesus, are going to re- see this. I'm like, that's more I'm talking about. The Mark Driscoll types, you know, we're like, yeah, that's my Jesus. Good Jesus, football player. You would rather cut off heads, bust and cat. That's like they'll be all into the metaphor on this one. Like, well, it's it's kind of true, you know. It's a it's. I feel like I feel like this Man, is going to be a voice too good. I was going to say, is like image comics, like reaching, like telling DC, hold my beer. I'm making <laughs> Jesus into a barbarian Quentin Tarantino character. <laughs> yeah, Tyler, your your toxic masculinity voice is way too good. I say Friday night voice. <laughs> <laughs> I say I men's if, retreat. I say <laughs> men's retreat. Steaks. <laughs> get real get real steaks we're, we're doing we're the steaks some brews some brew, we're doing some brewskis and we're reading wow. jesus comics wow. uh, i wonder if uh the two hundred fifty thousand people who protested the other jesus comic are going oh wait this is the one we hate you know like i wonder <laughs> yeah, if they're yeah, like oh, right. can we get our vote back and move it toward this one <laughs> right, yeah, they, right they hit the ceiling of outrage on yeah. the wrong comic no, on the wrong comic. to go <laughs> <laughs> hey that's there's a life lesson in there. Yeah, never, exactly. never save peak it. early. Save some save outrage. There's always something to be angrier at. You can only yeah. go to ten right. once, so make sure you wait. Make sure you wait for the right time. That's good. That's, that's a good I, line. You can hey, only go to ten once. That's, that's a good point. A, I don't teaching. know if it's true, but it it is <laughs> a good. Point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you watch the evening news, you can go to ten pretty much every day if you yeah, want to. You really I mean, can. like they yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. Tucker Carlson stuck at ten. You know, he's, he's there so long he doesn't have there's no nine <laughs> he's redlining he does what I do every morning which is run from his house screaming but he's not training for a 6k that's just how he lives his life <laughs> alright coming in at number 4 Lauren Daigle brought the house down this week on Jimmy Kimmel Live she headlined the show's Mercedes Benz concert series and actually played two songs on the late night show here's a clip of this girl which is Lauren Daigle but you see me all alone. Maybe I'm the last to know it when I've gone too far. And I'm always by your side. Hey, good for her. She got two songs on Kimmel. Mo- that's my very favorite song on that album, too. Yeah. I love it so much. I, I think that's the best one. I hear you say all the time. Because you played You Say, too, like the other single. Yes. I yeah. literally hear that, like, every day. Like... Uh- all over the just place, just like you know, at the gym, the grocery store. It's always playing. You say, and good for good for Lauren. Like I said, I don't. You want go to a gym where they play. You say, I really? Don't know. It, yeah, I mean it. Pumped up. That's a very mellow gym you go to. Is it? <laughs> Pumped up. I worship the Lord with Lord Dangle, and I'm doing bicep curls. I, I should say it's all uh, a rhythmic gymnastic calisthenics that I'm into. Uh, I wish uh, it's that like was a pure bar that- type of thing. I'm just it's a lot of just throwing your legs up on high bars and just holding there for a while, stretching them out. Which <laughs> after the damage I did stretching, to my after the critical damage I did to my hamstrings on day one of six K training, I've really embraced this calisthenic low impact thing. So yeah, it's all Lord Dangle <laughs> and it's all beautiful stretch. That's it. Oh, man. All right. Beautiful stretches. On the hot list at number three this week, 
Uh, Mindy Kaling has a new movie about what it's like being a female writer in Hollywood. And it broke a financial record when it debuted at Sundance. It's called Late Night. And she wrote it, produced and starred in it. And it's going to drop on Amazon Studios in June. It's about a diversity hire in a talk show's writer's room. And it ins- it's inspired by Mindy's experience as one of the only female writers on staff at The Office. It also stars Emma Thompson, John Lithgow, and Amy Ryan. Uh, the movie made a big splash at the Sundance Film Festival this year, setting a record for the most money paid for a movie's U.S. distribution rights when Amazon ponied up $13 million. The previous record was set by The Big Sick, which sold for $12 million. Uh, Amazon yes, Mindy. Amazon Studios chief said it's an ex- it's an inclusive uh, workplace comedy that reinvents all the tropes about women. We too rarely get to see female characters like this, complex, flawed, and unapologetically ambitious. Very cool. Good for Mindy. That's so cool. I love her. Mindy feels like one of those people who's, even though she's very, very famous, like she's a household name, she's also kind of not famous enough considering the sheer level of talent that she has as a triple threat actor, writer, director. Like she just seems in like one of those once in a generation abilities that comes through and she still isn't quite recognized as much as she should be for them. Do you think it's because she wasn't ever on Saturday Night Live? Because I feel like she's as talented maybe as Tina Fey, but that is the, that she seems to sense be like SNL. a... Yeah, she would have made made sense yeah. on that. But she also kind of got, she didn't have to like do the workhorse thing of of paying her dues on what looks like a very stressful job. Just got right. to jump right to the writing, the writing, directing, acting part on The Office, which I'm sure... Right, which I wonder great. if that's why she doesn't have the cred that she... That, I wonder if that's why she's lacking that maybe. publicly to people is that... That feels like a baseline for a lot of people who end up being a triple threat. Yeah. In comedy. It's I, I often refer to myself as a triple threat. Woodwinds, billiards, <laughs> and pre-hamstring injury leg press. Uh, it's it's a skill set that's yeah. very unique. Just the strength. And I'm waiting for Amazon to offer me twelve million dollars for my services. You're also and, I mean, you're you're recognizing your time in a lot of ways, Missy, but sometimes <laughs> I feel like it's just not quite where it should be. You yeah, know, it's just it's, hard to find that perfect fit. It's hard to feel know? bad for people who are already very famous like yourself, but but, <laughs> right, right, but right. it's also you know, but I you want, understand I you understand it. the you know dilemma I'm in. You know you don't you don't complain about it. <laughs> I am <appreciate laughs> I'm I'm sitting thinking about your question, Tyler, about like why she doesn't get the, the dues. And I'm wondering if, you know, people who watch, you know, her shows like the Mindy show or saw her as a bit character on The Office, like we never really saw her have like, like laugh out loud comedy moments like a Tina Fey did. We saw her every week, you know, and you become this fan of like, oh my gosh, she can do so much. And we never, we haven't seen Mindy's range. Maybe, maybe that's it. And I thought she was on the Mindy project. I I had a lot of LOLs on the Mindy project. I mean, that was a great show. I love that show. You're right. I mean, it was really smartly written. Maybe people don't realize that she is writing it. Maybe she, they don't realize she's directing. It, it Maybe it didn't seem like she was ever quite heralded as I, I bet there's a lot of people who thought of her as the star of the Mindy project, but did not know that she was also the creative force behind it. Yeah. yeah. It, like yeah. she got given a show, you know, like, well, and maybe versus, this will be an opportunity for people to really kind of ex- experience her full, full range. Like we're mentioning, like the big six with uh, Kumel Ninjani. Like he's great in um, 
uh, Silicon Valley. He's hilarious in all of his like um, appearances in Portlandia. But it wasn't until you saw the big sick where it's like, which he also like wrote and uh, starred in and produced where you're like, wow, this guy really has depth in his character and him. Uh, it made me appreciate him who I feel like similarly has like, um, you know, uh, you know, maybe a, a less high profile, but similar, you know, kind of comedic opportunities as Mindy's. Maybe this movie will give her an opportunity to kind of show that deeper range. Uh, you got a little yeah. people alert just now. Uh, Kylie Jenner is officially the world's youngest billionaire at age 21. Good Forbes for just Forbes. Speaking just of people who aren't recognizing their time for just how talented. <laughs> speaking, <laughs> speaking of triple threats. <laughs> triple threats. Billionaire. <laughs> The list like, goes on and on. The other I, two things. Can I ask <laughs> how she's made a that billion is dollars? What makeup. is that? Makeup? Yeah, yeah, she went into makeup and, and that's yeah. where most of her money is made. Yeah. So she owns, Thank you, Chandler. Okay, she owns Chandler. her own makeup company. Yeah, yeah. Can we cut away and see the guy liner that uh, <laughs> Chandler has ordered from Kylie Jenner? <laughs> she does have it's good makeup. Inner I'll darkness. give her that. I like it. I like the stuff. <laughs> Chandler's wearing inner darkness as his guy liner. <laughs> <Kylie>. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. He paid $75 for a very, very small tube of it. And, uh, <laughs> 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 All right. Hot list. Coming in at number two, John Legend is creating a new social justice YouTube series called Can't Just Preach. Each installment of the documentary series is about activists and justice, and it contains a direct call to action component. Viewers can click uh, or find a link in every video that gives them more information about the cause being discussed and lets them donate if they want to. Uh, John Legend himself announced he'd be donating $10,000 personally to each featured cause. The first episode spotlighted uh, the change-making actions of Sabrina Fulton, the mother of the late Trayvon Martin and founder of the Trayvon Martin Foundation, which is uh, out to end gun violence. Last year, uh, John told us, told Relevant, how faith uh, in his background inspires his work as an activist, no matter what the political or social implications are. He said, I think it's important that we continue to examine Jesus's words and not to project what our own political motivations are onto him, but to actually pay attention to what he actually said, what he said about the poor, what he said about loving one another and all the things that he preached. I think sometimes we lose sight of that. I think we'd be wise to really pay attention to what Jesus said and not try to project our own political views onto his words. Here's a clip of John explaining his vision for Just Can't Preach. You watch the news day in and day out, and you start to ask yourself, how can you be a part of making a change? How can you do more than just talk about it? Do you stand up and look for ways to get involved? That's really what Preach is about. It's a call to everybody that your voice is loud enough and you're strong enough to make a change. It's up to us to get up and take action. So for the first time ever in collaboration with YouTube, we will have a donation button under each community leader video for you to donate to their charity directly. So watch their story and be inspired as I was during this whole process. I'll personally be donating $10,000 to each of the charities involved. And I want to thank all the community leaders for inspiring people to take action. And thank you guys for being part of this journey with me. He sounds really cool, even when he's just talking. Yeah, right. That's right. He's I love John Legend. Yeah, he's talking about YouTube videos. I'm like, you know this is the coolest cool person on the planet. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. I wish. I wish we. I, I, it's cool that they added that functionality to YouTube. I, I, can we put a donate button under our YouTube videos? That'd be cool. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm rehabbing a pretty catastrophic <laughs> hamstring injury, and the bills are adding up because I've yeah, gone I've gone retreat. I've gone the alternative medicine route, which insurance wants no part of. So I really appreciate it. <laughs> Jesse, you can just start posting videos of your rehab and then have a button yeah. where people go, "We need to pay to help yeah, this guy." I don't know that I don't know that YouTube would be comfortable with my rehab methods, but I'll give it a shot. You know, it's, <laughs> I've gone into crippling debt getting ready for a men's bre- men's breakfast is coming up at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. And, and uh, I, I got to say, I was not expecting bait. I did. Who knew bacon could, could run you into such debt, but, but you know, for the kind of guys, for the kind of guys I'm planning on serving the, the, the amount of bacon and black coffee they need to get the morning started off on the right foot, make sure they're really connected with the Holy spirit. I, don't have any I feel like those are like prime rib and egg kind of guys. And listen, egg kind of guys. I, I'm I'm aware of how deep this hamstring injury is, and I do not <laughs> think you two would be comfortable with me visualizing the methods of trying to get this thing better. <laughs> but I got a six K run. I got to do what it takes. All right, coming in number one this week oh, on the hot gosh. list. Jane Smith is teaming up with a church to provide clean water to Flint, Michigan. Four years after the city's water crisis first began, residents of Flint still have to wait in blocks long lines to obtain drinkable water. The state stopped providing water bottles to residents in April, claiming the city's water was clean enough to drink. The residents disagree. But now Jane Smith's company, Just Water, has teamed up with a local church and several nonprofit organizations to come up with a solution for the residents. Previously, um, the First Trinity Missionary Baptist Church has given more than 5 million bottles of water to residents. That's crazy. Uh, Just Water's water box is a filtration system that removes lead and contaminants from water. The church will give residents clean water from the water box every Thursday. Jaden's mother, Jada Pinkett Smith, is also making a large donation to find a sustainable long-term solution. That's awesome. Look at that. Good for them. I, I love that. I mean, you know, Jaden Smith is an interesting celebrity. I think just he just always says interesting kind of weird things. But for him to just be like, hey, I have a platform. There's a problem. We're going to try to find a solution for it. And they partner. And I love that he partnered with a church to do it. You know, like I don't know what his his own kind of, uh, you know, faith story is or what, what his belief system is as it pertains to faith. But even just recognizing the church as a valuable community institution, I think is, you know, kind of says a lot about, you know, the efforts that that church has already done, giving away 5 million bottles of water since the crisis has started. That's crazy. I I love that they're doing the short-term solution through this water box, you know, thing that can clean water and provide clean water. And then also that the family's also working toward, you know, finding long-term sustainable solutions as well. That's really great. I think when people think about Jaden and Willow, they think about, you know, they, they wear they wear kind of weird clothes and they've been known to kind of go off on some philosophical tangents in interviews sometimes. And it's not surprising that they're a little that they're a little weird. They were raised in a very weird uh ex- like a very weird household. They had a very unusual growing up experience. But what is surprising and is really great is that they both seem very, very invested in, so in justice causes. And they've always been yeah, very do. mindful of those things. And that's not something that you can say for a lot of child stars. So that's a that speaks, I think, to to uh, just how to, that they're 
uncommonly bright and interested in other things. And if they wear some weird clothes along the way, then who cares? Tyler, yeah, it is very right. close-minded of you to call them weird just because Chandler's wearing guy liner like Jaden. He just... <laughs> it's not nice. It's a look. Weird, weird is the new normal. Don't hear me say this isn't a pejorative. Uh, this isn't a pejorative. This is a... Weird is the new fact, normal. I'm wearing... You can't see it now, but but I'm wearing Jaden's new line of clothing and, and uh, on, just underneath, like from the waist down. And I yeah. can't show you because it's not really work appropriate. It's a, it's a, <laughs> it violates the relevant guy. Let me just say this. I'm wearing a similar outfit, but it's more for hamstring, uh, you know, <laughs> mobility purposes. Because I got to have a, for the for the exercises I'm doing to get this on track. I need full range. Yeah. Motion. Yeah. Jesse's full. wearing the Jaden Smith collection kimono. Uh, on, yeah. on the race, uh, just a lot of, <laughs> lot of hot kicks to start the morning. Get this yeah. hamstring back. I got six k to run, people. <laughs> hey Chandler, are you going to run the six k with us? Um, we'll see. Cameron, yeah, when, that's a, I, exactly I, the Chandler answer. Hey, I listen, I have, a, I have an actual question for Chandler right now. When, and, and let me finish the question before you answer it, <laughs> Chandler. Great. I want to know great. when the last time you have run is, and I'm not talking about gone jogging. I'm talking about had any need <laughs> to walk any di- to go any distance at a pace above walking. I'm talking I, you could have run out of the car into the house in the rainstorm. Right. I'm not talking about run around the block. When right. is the last time your pace has been above <laughs> that of a brisk stroll? Um, I had to run across the street recently. I you have know, a hard time even traffic. believing you. Yeah, yeah I'm, 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 I'm with curious. You, no, I'm, I, I totally believe you. I think it could have. I think I if I had if someone gave me an over under of two years that Chandler has broken out into what most people would consider a run, I would say <laughs> I would say it's definitely been more than two years. <laughs> Chandler, why is Jesse roasting your physical health? I don't understand. I'm not roasting his physical health. I'm saying he's very chill, and I just have a hard time (laughs) seeing his level of chill rise to that. Speaking out of an injury, to need to run. I'm not saying. Well, this is perfect, Jesse. Okay, so for the uh, team relevant World Vision 6K, okay, Jesse's leading the 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 one pack, the the runners who are in it to win it. That's Jesse's group. I'm gonna lead the 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 silent majority pack where we're just jogging and we're not getting our heart rate too high. You know what I'm saying? And then Chandler leads the people who are just there for a nice time, you know, and Chandler, I think you should try to beat Jesse. I think that's the real next move. I I would like to see for all for with Jesse's got an injury. He's got a bad hammy. That's true. And Chandler only runs across the street when he's going to get hit by a car. Chandler. So what happens if they race for six? What we want to do is we have to put a car behind Chandler at all times to keep him going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we want to do a gentleman's wager here, Chandler, I would give you a 1K head start. (laughs) (laughs) Chandler, you got to do it. You're going to get a 1K head start. You're going to get a 1K head start. 1K, that means that you're one sixth faster than him. You're going to be way more than one sixth faster than That's a long head start. A full K. No, no, Chandler's Chandler's back there. They have nothing to prove. No, right. His group has bagels. You know, they're just they're there for a nice morning. Yeah, we're raising money for people. It's a good, a a good endeavor. Heelys, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A mom in a stroller. You know, that's in Chandler's group. Yeah, that's Chandler's group. He doesn't care. All are welcome. Yeah, in my group. Oh, there you go. All are welcome. Jesse's group is going to be like four people, and I'm going to have a bunch of people. (laughs) I really wanted, and they will all be having mushrooms thrown at them frequently throughout the race. (laughs) But Chandler's going to get that blue shell. 
Blue shell could yeah. like that's you know that yeah, little like affirmative action one. situation they right. do with the with Mario Kart. You can't you can't say you can't stay in the lead too long in that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to time it just right, just like you're gonna have to, Jesse. Because I'm gonna be at your heels. I'm gonna be at your heels, and then last second, I'm gonna and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be like Tyler, my hamstring, help me, help me, help me. And then I push him on the ground, throw a banana peel at him, and then run to the finish. All right, well that'll do it for. Stay tuned. Up next, David Curry joins us. We've got something. Don't take much to have some fun. Grab your shades and we'll do some. People watching. Keep all your designer drugs. I just want to smoke your love. We've got something. People watching us. You're listening to Small Pools. The song is People Watching, which is what I like to do at Small Pools. <laughs> At the beginning of the podcast, uh, you heard Another Sky with Apple Tree. Well, today's episode is brought to you by Blinkist. Being able to practice mindfulness every day is something we all want to achieve. Sometimes it can be really hard when we're overwhelmed with work and other aspects of life. There's an app I highly recommend which might help you to be more mindful every day. It's called Blinkist. Blinkist is the only app that takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books, and condenses them down to just 15 minutes so you can read or listen to it. Blinkist is made for busy people like you who want to get the main points of books quickly without reading the whole book. There's an audio feature as well, which uh, makes it so easy to finish even up to like four books a day while you're on the go. Eight million people are using Blinkist right now, and it has a massive and growing library from self-help to business, health, to history books. Right now, I'm actually uh, reading uh, Reality Is Not What It Seems, The Journey to Quantum Gravity by Carlo Rivoli. And, uh, and, and I just did My Morning Routine by Benjamin Spall and 12 Rules for Life by Jordan Peterson. Uh, it's an interesting selection that they have. There's a ton that you can uh, check out there at Blinkist. Right now, Blinkist is offering Relevant Podcast listeners a special deal. Go to Blinkist.com slash Relevant to start your free seven-day trial. That's B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com slash Relevant, V-A-N-T, for those of you who can't spell Relevant, to start your free seven-day trial. That's Blinkist.com slash Relevant. David Curry is the president and CEO of Open Doors USA. There's a new and unprecedented crackdown taking place in China right now as the government is tightening its restrictions on religious liberty, shutting down churches, jailing pastors, and even implementing innovative tech to find and keep track of young Christians. We did a feature on this uh, in the new issue of Relevant. And for that piece, we looked at what the Chinese government is doing and how the church is responding. Tyler, you spoke with uh, David Curry about what's going on. And tell tell us about it. All right. So in speaking to David, one of the things I was really interested in as I was researching this article was the idea that I had in my mind that there's sort of two churches in China. There's the underground church, which is not state sanctioned. And then there's the more uh, sort of mainstream Christian church in China, which is more willing to abide by the strict Chinese laws around religious liberty. Um, And that has sort of been my assumption based on my limited understanding before I started writing this article. But David sort of corrected me on that assumption and added a little bit of nuance that I wasn't aware of it, as he explains here. Here's how I would describe it. There's the body of Christ. There's one body there. There are 
there are churches that are licensed, and then there are churches that have you know grown organically. Some of them started in the uh, you know underground movement, but all of them are you know lawfully uh, you know are full of lawful citizens who are who are uh, important part of uh, the China you know, of China. So they're not. It's not to say that they're they're even unknown to the government. So now the Chinese government is trying to, in, my, in our research, in our experience, the Chinese government is trying to bring all the entire movement of Christianity in line with their governmental purposes and ideologies. Tyler, one thing that's crazy about that is, you know, the the government of China essentially trying to dictate theology dictate the mm-hmm. social implications of Jesus's teachings to kind of fit the needs of the Chinese government is concerning for a lot of level on a lot of levels. But I feel like, especially just for some perspective, you know, one thing that, that, you know, I think we've covered over the re- over the years that soon China will be home to more Christians than any other country in the world. So we're talking 100 million, 100 million large right now, estimated because obviously we have no way of knowing for sure. But it is it is a huge population of Christians there, which is why the Chinese government's crackdown has escalated under President Xi in recent recent years. They are concerned because there are more Christians in China than there are members of the Communist Party over there. And that is a that if you want to have the sort of government control that China does, then the church poses a really big problem for that. Um, and where they're partic- one reason that we at Relevant were really interested right now, and Jesse, I think we've talked about this a little bit offline, is the young Christians. That this is a very, very young movement in China, and China, and as a way of of sort of combating this, has started in some provinces adding age restrictions on churches and parachurch organizations, almost like uh, we would think of as a bar here in the states. You can't go to these if you're under a certain age because they're concerned to use their language about the influence that these teachings would have on a, on a young, unformed mind. Um, and David explained a little bit about what that looks like over there. In the Henan province, for example, H-E-N-A-N, they have totally banned anybody and are enforcing it, strictly enforcing it. And, but they're not, that's not the only providence. I mean, there's, there's lots of them where this has been passed down and it's being enforced strictly. This goes to one of your earlier questions: Why, you know, the sophistication of China and why this is such a big problem? But China now has rolled out and is testing facial recognition technology in churches to see is there anybody under the age of eighteen here? Who are these people showing up? This this kind of surveillance and invasion of a sacred place, the sanctuary of a church, is a real problem. I feel like the word. It's almost become cliched, but it seems accurate when you're talking about facial recognition technology installed into churches. It mm-hmm. does seem very Orwellian, like yeah. the, like the government yeah. literally being able to look at using facial recognition technology to create a, presumably some sort of database of not just Christians, but the ages of Christians and where they're attending places of worship and who they're worshiping with. And that's what I think was sort of something that this conversation with David helped uh, correct for me was this idea that I think when we think about Christian persecution, we think of it in very old school Fox's Book of Martyrs style, uh, or at least I do, like pitchforks and torches and dogs and, and boots. 
And, and David was clear that that does still happen in China. These aren't mutually exclusive, but China is obviously a very advanced country. Uh, they have technology. They're either ahead of the states and many other technological advancements. And they are employing that towards cracking down on rogue churches in China that don't play by the rules. Pastors are being thrown in prison. Uh, there, if you don't use the the state approved version of the Bible that they want you to use, and like we talked about, if you're just too young, if you should, they don't think you're old enough yet to handle the sort of teachings that the church offers, then they want to know who you are and they want to keep tabs on you. And there are a lot of people in solitary confinement right now because they've violated those rules. Um, sure. Because they violated those rules. And, and he explained a little bit more about what that dichotomy looks like uh, in this part of the conversation. Because China has the technology, it has the advancement, and it has the means through government, you know, owning every part of the governmental system to Im- impose it on people. Yes. But it's also those things. It's, it's you know, in uh, at, at the church in Beijing, that I mentioned, uh, where they had the surveillance, they roll up in vans, police get out, they shut it down. You know, they, so they, same with Pastor Wang Yi, who was arrested in December in his church in Beijing. They roll up, they'll arrest people, 150 people. Some of them are still in solitary confinement. Their, their crime is they, they said, Pastor Wang Yi, You'd be familiar with his story, but uh, what was his crime? He wrote a letter that said, we're not going to allow the church to change our theology, or the government to change our theology. This is a movement about Jesus, and it's going to remain that. So, I mean, they're using both technological methods and old school mob enforcement. Tyler, what, you know, a a clip like that's so startling, you know, for Mm -hmm. a couple of reasons. But one, I mean, you know, do you have a pastor here that objects to the government literally changing theology of the church? He does it. He he expresses his objection in a very peaceful way, which is the form of a written letter, you know, not not threats. Yeah, not taking, you know, kind of, um, you know, big crowds to the streets. And, you know, a van rolls up, takes him away, and he's placed in solitary confinement. To me, it really puts in perspective the quote-unquote Christian persecution that, you know, Christians complain about in this country, where, (laughs) you know, it's like, oh, well, a a TV show, you know, made fun of a Christian character in a way that, or depicted a Christian character in a way. They put him in nerdy glasses. And it's like, no, this type of Christian persecution is real, not just in countries that have, you know, radical arms of, you know, religions and sects that are, are, you know, directly opposed to Christianity, but also in a country like China that is employing the, you know, the tools of, of government and social intimidation to shut down or bend churches to their will. It's extremely concerning. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine here about this, and he uh, immigrated here from China about six years ago. He's not a Christian. Just telling him, asking him his opinions on some of the things that I'd talked about and, and read about as I was researching this article. And his, his, uh, I, I don't want to say he was say la vie about it because he wasn't. He said that many people over in China would agree that it's a problem. They, they don't like the idea of religious persecution in China. They, they don't consider it a good thing, but he compared it sort of to the, to gun violence here 
the States where it's sort of a, well, what are you going to do about it? Like we, we can't not have these sort of laws. Like it'd be total anarchy if we just didn't have any sort of rules about this. And it put it in a perspective that I probably hadn't considered before. Uh, about the ways that these things can become normalized in different countries and they can end up being taken for granted in some ways, which is what's happening in China. And uh, I'm, I, I'm glad people like David Curry and the, the work that they're doing over there to try to keep people's uh, flags up about how this is going down. Well, to read more about this, uh, we go really in depth on a feature in the current issue of Relevant, which you can view in its entirety at relevantmagazine.com or you pick it up at newsstands nationwide. And don't forget right now, if you subscribe at relevantmagazine.com slash podfan, you can get the magazine uh, the first six months for only $6. Go check it out. March issue of Relevant. Stay tuned. Up next, your feedback. There are children in every country who are struggling, suffering, and sometimes dying from not having basic resources for their health, education, and more. Because International believes that their products can change that. Innovative products like a shoe that can expand five sizes and pop-up mosquito nets can help kids live healthier, attend school more often, and become more confident. Learn more at becauseinternational.org forward slash podcast. You were gone in my You're listening to Boy Pablo. The song is Feeling Lonely. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Last week, we got talking about Chan Chan's new tattoos. (laughs) (laughs) He tattooed the eyeliner on. He was such a big fan of Did you hear all this? While you went to California, I thought you went just to get tattoos. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So we we, uh, wanted to know the most awkward interaction you've had with your parents. Uh, We just, you know, we got asking uh, Chan if... uh, if uh, mom and dad have ever seen his uh, tattoos and, and <laughs> yeah. the awkward situation. That I, that can, would, I, can I ask one clarifying question? Let's say there's a Strang family beach day. Chandler, uh, are you in the long sleeve all day in the water, in the in the shirt, T-shirt I mean, and all that? I don't really do the beach, so I can just avoid that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you guys have seen <laughs> how pale. Answer. I don't think you've seen how pale Chandler is. <laughs> it's true. That's why the guy liner pops as much as it does. <laughs> 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 it's worth every dime of that $75 for that teeny, teeny, tiny tube. No wonder she's a billionaire. It was like, it was like one application for $75. Uh, so we want to know your most awkward interaction with your parents and you all did not disappoint. You hit us up on Twitter at Realm Podcast and you posted on the podcast episode page at RealmMagazine.com. Here are a few of our favorites. Okay, mine is uh, from Andrew, and it's about his, I was gonna say this is a this is a gem. This, this is, is like a real short, gem. This is like a short movie. I would watch this adaptation. Yeah, this is Andrew, and he's talking about his creepy dad. Um, they <laughs> decide to have a family movie night, Andrew and his parents, and they rent the film starring Mickey Rourke, The Wrestler. Now, yeah. many of you have seen The Wrestler, but you've also may remember that uh, Alyssa Milano's character uh, works at a, an establishment. I'm not going to get into too many details. An adult um, establishment. An adult establishment that is shown graphically at one scene in the film. Uh, here's I'll pick up where Andrew uh, takes. Yeah, it read it word for word. 
Yeah, yeah. it's so funny. As soon great. as that scene began, my mom started screaming, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. Mind you, all caps. And my dad kind of kept watching while slowly reaching across the couch for the remote. And she was like, all caps, you're not moving fast enough. He started turning the volume down instead of changing the channel or fast 40. And she yelled, that's not helping. I set off all caps. After maybe 20 seconds, he fast forwarded the scene and we watched the whole rest of the movie. I felt pretty uncomfortable that night. I could imagine so, Andrew, your dad going for the volume accidentally going for the volume instead of the fast forward eyes locked on the screen oh man oh i like the lydia's she said in high school my dad found a mercy me album in my car which is a christian group but he sincerely questioned my salvation because quote drums are the heartbeat of the devil <laughs> that's a new one that phrasing is new to me but drums i if, if i had a metal band it would be called heartbeat of the devil the album because yeah, that yeah. is a you know a very <laughs> rad name metal. i mean she had to hide her ccm records from her parents Parents. And um, and she also used to download pop music from LimeWire and rename each song as a hymn so that Whoa. when her parents went check through her iPod, they wouldn't know what she was actually listening no to. No way. That's great. Also, did your parents scroll through your iPod back no, in the day? Never. My no. parents did not care about anything that I owned. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, would, I went to a friend's house one time. He's like, here, I guess I should give you this. My mom's going to find it anyway. It was like Green Day's Dookie. I was like, okay, cool. Free CDs. I, like I said, I was the type that when they, when like a youth group or one of those things would have like, they would bring the dumpster and you could throw all your secular music in and they would like crush it or burn it later. I would do a round and just fill up a, a, a you know, a, a grab bag prior to that. Oh just gosh. take it all home. <laughs> my parents didn't care. Um, <laughs> Joshua said that his father was a big fan. I didn't even know this was a TV show, but it was Damon Wayans television program. My wife and kids. I think it was like ABC. Yeah. And I, I think it was pretty family friendly. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And so Joshua's dad, evidently this was like his favorite sitcom for some reason. <laughs> and he saw that Damon Wayans would be uh, performing at a local comedy club on Father's Day weekend. So what a better gift for his father, the big Damon Wayans, my wife and kids fan to see him uh, perform stand up live. What he what Joshua was not aware of is that Damon <laughs> Wayans had recently gone through a very nasty divorce and was very single at the time and uh, very angry and very willing to talk about his willingness to be single and ready to mingle. Uh, a very, very vocal and raunchy set proceeded the entire time. Uh, Joshua oh. said, I kept trying to sneak a peek at my parents' expression. They did not laugh through any of it, and their discomfort made me feel even worse. Joshua. Afterwards, my dad looks at me and hears the line. He says, well, that was an interesting Father's Day present. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Dad. So cringy. He didn't know. That's awful. Here's the other thing he adds. Over 10 years have passed, and I still feel uncomfortable when that TV show comes on. Does that TV show still come on? Where are you living? Where are you to see David? Where Maybe it's just like old, my wife and Yeah, my wife and kids reruns right. are on syndication. You know? I can relate to Katie. Katie said, I got a tattoo of my old apartment number on my arm before Christmas. My parents had no idea. <laughs> Made from Christmas morning. Forgot to put long sleeves on to avoid the awkward tattoo con confrontation before exiting my room. She, she remembered, but it was too late. A couple hours later, dad says, so Katie, let's see that new tattoo on your arm. My family sat and watched me take off my hoodie to reveal the ink. 
hands down one of the most awkward moments of my life. I spent the next 30 minutes explaining the story behind the tattoo and answering questions like, who's going to hire you with a tattoo <laughs> on your arm? <laughs> Is that really but a also, thing anymore? I'm sure there are some your jobs. apartment complex number on your arm? She that forgot seems, where she she so yeah. often went into the wrong apartment yeah. that yeah. she was like what <laughs> what which one of mine all the apartments yeah sure she just had she just gets X's on them like like old boyfriends but instead it's right. apartment numbers <laughs> yeah is is that hiring because of tattoos even a thing like yeah I guess if you work at you know if you're applying for a job at like the you know old timey Southern Baptist church as the organist or something there's a maybe lot of public schools where you can't have um, schools, tattoos yeah, visible maybe a school yeah I mean, it depends what a tattoo is. Okay, I mean, along the tattoo lines, I mean, a bunch of the stories were around that. Kiki said, several years after graduating college, paying my own bills, I got a tattoo. I went home for a wedding, and my mother saw it as I was leaving for the wedding. She yanked my dress down, pointed at it, and asked what it was. When I confirmed it was a tattoo, she dramatically threw her hands up and said, you are disowned. I'm cutting you off. I just stood there a moment silently. Eventually, I said, okay, and left. I, <laughs> I think she wanted a bigger reaction for me than that. But I, I think that's funny. I'm cutting you off, and you know, it's years after she's been supporting herself. Right. You know? oh, you're, on your wedding great. day, I'm cutting you off. Yeah, that's kind of how it works, Mom. Yeah. yeah. That's that's the the idea. <laughs> but it's funny. Like She reminds me of like the Pete Davidson character on SNL. Like, I don't know if you guys watch okay. SNL. Yeah, this yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, okay. Okay. Cool. Okay. All right. Sorry. Have I told y'all the story what? about when I got my ears double pierced? No. no, I got my ears double pierced my senior year of high school after my mom had told Pretty me cool. not to. And the next morning I woke up to her pulling them out of my head. What? That is how That's a she was. Yeah, she can't yeah, do she that? Was pulling the earrings out like of my head. Like yeah. sleeping I mean, beauty, she, like trying to yeah, take your, oh, it was wow. brutal. It was brutal. That was the last time I did that kind of thing in the downs household. <laughs> Oh man! But man. I know it was really she. She really meant it when she so said. So it wasn't a conversation. This is like a. This is no. Happening. She like had me by the earring. It was real. It was a wow. real day for us. Wow! All right. Well, there's a lot more stories where those come from. You should go read them. <laughs> They're great. That's it for last week's feedback. It's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Well, earlier in the show, we were talking about uh, the the World Vision 6K and Team Relevant, and we're doing this, and we want you to join us. And uh, we, when we were off mic just now, uh, coming up with this week's question of the week, Chandler goes, "When was the last time you run?" <laughs> That's my Chandler impression. When was the last time you were in? So anyway, that's basically the question. We want to know the last time you... Uh, now, not that uh, the Global 6K is actually a marathon or anything anything like that. Because again, you can walk. You can bring a stroller if you want to. You can you can chill. It's about raising money for, for clean water. Um, but when was the last time you set a goal to push yourself out of your comfort zone and do kind of a big you know, athletic activity that uh, is something you had to prepare for and train for and and it maybe scared you a little bit the way that it scares Chandler. And maybe something went horribly wrong. <laughs> that happened. We want to know too. But can I give an example of that? Tell us like, what oh, it is of course. and tell us what oh. happened. That's what we want to know. What is What was it and what happened? How did like it go? All right, yeah, tell us, Jesse. Or a mud, muddy, tough mud or whatever they call camera, it. At Cameron and I college, it was, you had to run a mandatory 5K once a semester to prove that you Sorry. were educating the whole person, mind, body, and soul. Most of, most of the students sure. were just gutted out that morning and not train at all. And I had a buddy. Did they talk about that on This American Life? Isn't that in one of the episodes? It possibly. Well, oh, are you requiring people to yeah. run? Yeah. Yeah. And, and 
and, and, and it was a major part. You had to take a physical education course every semester. And uh, the, the, the fun run, as they called it, at the end of the semester, a three-mile fun run was a major part of your grade. Yeah. So I wow. had a buddy that did no training and he, his philosophy was, I'm not worried about like my legs or my physical shape. I'm only worried about my energy level dipping. And so he decided to get up very early that morning and eat an enormous breakfast. Okay. Oh my gosh. Just an enormous breakfast thinking it'll just carry him through the race. No. Like he wasn't worried about the cardiovascular. He wasn't worried about legs. Like I said, just that his energy level would dip. Like he's an enormous the breakfast. Alfredo before the, yeah, before the exactly. race. Exactly. But, yeah. but, but like eggs and sausage gosh. and everything, like my you men's know, breakfast. coffee and yeah. lots of coffee. <laughs> I like your men's breakfast. Exactly. <laughs> lots like, of like, like Tyler's toxic masculinity. Yeah. Men's yeah. Breakfast. We're getting together tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> The guy. So, so it's it, we're about 3k into the 5k and he's like dude my stomach is not feeling good man I, this is an emergency i have an emergency on my hands and oh, no. as we're coming up on a dorm building he breaks from the pack and starts full sprinting towards the dorms no. uh, to get to a restroom as quickly as him and there's people like teacher like like race organizers like chasing after him trying to tell him he's going the wrong way like he's gonna he's gonna miss the race he literally just sprinted into the dorms ran to the bathroom and never came out to finish the race and it just uh, oh that, my yeah. god that's, that's so, a great example did yeah. you did you, did you jesse <laughs> the awful. course as it was set up around the campus did you ever uh, were, did you ever participate in people cutting the the course like i saw attempts but they were they cracked down when i was there they had uh, people patrolling on like mountain bikes to make sure yeah we had people hand. patrolling, oh gosh, patrolling on mountain we, had, bikes. we had people patrolling but there was always a blind spot you know what i'm saying and and if you could scout it out beforehand Trust you knew me. where to go behind that building and not around it you know what i mean Trust you me. just if there wow. if, if it was possible to cut corners on that race i would have they had it <laughs> it would have i would have needed like one of those sniper camo suits that that with like the net they, and the grass stuck to they it knew, and, they knew they knew you're a wily they tethered you exactly. to one of the patrol bikes <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah exactly i had my own private escort during that <laughs> <Yeah. race. laughs> so goes jesse so goes all the the mm-hmm. rapscallions right. how are you yeah, exactly. if, if we can if we can exactly. get the head rapscallion yeah if you can in, cut the head line. off the snake yeah you know, the, right. whole, the body yeah. will eventually die yeah all right so <laughs> so let us know the last time you kind of went for it the last time you uh signed up for an athletic event that puts you out of your comfort zone you had to prepare for it and how did it go Hit us up on Twitter at Realm Podcast. And also, you can post the longer stories on the uh, podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Well, many thanks to Blinkist for making the episode possible. Remember, right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for relevant podcast listeners. Go to blinkist.com slash relevant to start your free seven day trial. Also, thanks to World Vision. The World Vision Global 6K takes place on May 4th, and the whole relevant team is running it. Or walking it. And we'd love for you to join us. Whether you're in Orlando or somewhere else in the country, you can join Team Relevant by visiting worldvision6k.org slash relevant. Many thanks to David Curry for joining us. Find out more about their work at Open Doors at opendoors.org and make sure to read the feature about what's happening in China and the new issue of Relevant, which you can view at relevantmagazine.com or pick up at newsstands nationwide. Also, thank you to Andrew's pervy dad for the hilarious story. (laughs) (laughs) The wrestler on streaming services everywhere. (laughs) I hate it. He slowly reached for it. And then when he finally got the remote, he hit the the volume volume. button. (laughs) 
helping. That's not helping. I said off. Oscar award winning the rest of them. <laughs> oh, right, man. Also, be sure to check out our, our interview of Mickey Rourke, who started that film yeah. uh, in a 2007 issue of Relevant. So <laughs> That's true. Yeah. She was on the cover of Relevant. I remember that. It was a crazy story where yeah. he, like, literally the church saved his life. Like, a priest yeah. saved his life. It was a crazy story. Yeah. Anyway, um, hey, before we sign off, I want to let you know there is a special sale going on uh, for Relevant Magazine subscriptions for you Relevant podcast fans. Uh, the new issue features Jerry Lorenzo on the cover, Joel McHale, uh, Maggie Rogers. There's some amazing content. You don't want to miss it. And if you want to subscribe right now, you can get your first six months of Relevant for only six bucks when you subscribe at relevantmagazine.com slash podfan. Go check it out. Uh, we'd love this for it. We think you'll really like the magazine as well. Oh, and also, uh, we, we want to hear from you. If you have two minutes, uh, take our quick demographic survey. Head over to relevantmagazine.com slash pod survey and um, we, we want to hear from you. There you go. Okay, on that note, we will wrap things up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Chandler Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. Tyler Huckabee. I'm Annie F. Downs. We will see you on Tuesday live. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thank you for listening to The Relevant Podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Check out other shows from The Relevant Podcast Network in the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. And while you're there, browse exclusive podcast merchandise at our online store. Make sure to subscribe to Relevant Magazine. Info is available at relevantmagazine.com forward slash subscribe. Relevant Podcast Network.